Hey everyone, welcome to the Royals FC show. A little bit of a different show this week. We had planned on recording tonight, but then some things came up, unfortunately, and there's not another night this week where we can all squeeze an end. So uh, this episode will be a little bit different. It's going to be a solo episode, so I'll just talk awkwardly, and hopefully it's not weird. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to include some cool stuff, like we've talked about in previous shows. I've been interviewing some fans for a Faces of a Fan Base type series, Uh, and so we have two interviews done with both Josh and Brittany, and so I'll throw those in at the end. Those are pretty cool. It was awesome to interview those folks, and I want to do a bunch more, so reach out. Um, So like I said, those will be at the end. So as far as this week, lots of successful stuff with the club. Um... RSL, obviously nine points in three games. That's cool. Um, Some things that we as a show are going to talk about, but obviously just me. I like Bofo. Bofo's always had the potential to do what he's been doing, but I don't think he's really had the confidence. Um, But now he does, so that's awesome, and he's playing great. Uh, The Open Cup is this Wednesday at 8 o'clock against uh, Sporting Kansas City. We hate them. Yes. Go show up. Um, another take, I think Ruznak will leave. I think we'll leave soon. I know that's kind of a hot take and makes people sad, but I think we'll be fine. Uh, Demir looks really, really good in that role. Uh, moving to Monarchs as a show, we wanted to just talk a little bit about the whole Mark Briggs situation, not to get into it a lot, but just some thoughts. Um, anyways, the whole thing is really, really disappointing and really, really upsetting, frankly. And I think that everyone, everyone hopefully should agree with that. And, um, you know, we don't mean to be judge, jury, executioner here at the RFC show, but I mean, the allegations are pretty disturbing. And, uh, I mean, you know, whatever comes of it, I think that it just sort of reiterates the importance that um, we believe victims, um, that at least we like listen to folk stories. Um, That's probably really, really important. So I hope that things turn out okay here. But like I said, it's concerning. Um, We'll see how that plays out. But I'm glad that with the allegations, the club like suspended Mark Briggs. That's obviously the right thing to do. and obviously, like, believing victims, even if we're not, you know, like, immediately putting people on trial is is pretty important. Um, we were going to do a poll, so my birthday is Thursday, and so I was thinking about um, holding up a sign at the Open Cup game that says, uh, like, my birthday is tomorrow, give me free stuff. We obviously can't vote on that because I'm the only one here. I probably won't do it. I don't know. If you think that I should be that guy and do it, tweet at me. Let me know. Um, as far as the match recap... Uh, so I think Gunny is definitely the player of the match. She was all over the place. Uh, two assists, if you count the own goal. Really, like, you know, those goals would not have happened without her. Um, the goal in the third minute was really cool. It was super reminiscent of the first goal in franchise history against the Orlando Pride. Um, obviously, both in the third minute, both crosses coming in from the side. Uh, Gunny and Diana... We're both involved in that play. The roles just switched. 
and uh, both were low balls kicked in. So that was cool. Cool to see that. Um, as far as the game overall, honestly, a um, little disappointed. You know, that Sky Blue team played a lot better than they have been throughout the year. <clears throat> Excuse me. But regardless, um, I was really hoping, at least, that we'd be able to pick up. Or, I mean, we still picked up three points, but I was hoping that the goal difference would be a lot different and we wouldn't be reliant on an own goal because I feel like we're better than that to win the game. I was really hoping it'd be a 3-4 no blowout. But uh, that was not possible. I thought Katie Stengel also had a super awesome game. Uh, she cut into a lot of spaces, uh, was offside a couple times, um, but she really was an attacking threat, and she spread the defense really, really well. Um, so that was awesome to see. I th also thought it was cool to see players that we haven't seen in a while. Obviously, as has been made evident, and uh, Trey and I <laughs> talked a little briefly about this on Twitter. Uh, so I love Nicole Barnhart, as does he, and as do I think most people. And so even though she looked really rusty at the beginning and definitely not at the level I was hoping, I thought she had a good game. And it was really cool to see the, uh, you know, the league's all-time save, and I believe clean sheet leader, uh, make her first appearance for the Royals because Nicole Barnhart is great. She's been around for literally forever. I think she's pretty sure she's like 36. Um, she's been around a long, long time. We've seen, she's seen a lot of things. She'd be really cool to get on the podcast. We should, we should work on that. Um, anyway, so it was cool to see Nicole. It was really cool to see, uh, folks who haven't played or haven't gotten a whole ton of minutes. Um, like Lola Bonta got some more minutes. I think the first time she's played in about six games um, since the uh, unfortunate passing of her brother. So that was cool to see her get some minutes on the pitch. Um, we also saw uh, Taylor Lytle, which was really cool to see because I think that she's a really underrated player on this team. Um, and obviously, you know, she played at Sky Blue in Jersey for a really long time. So um, it was awesome to see her get minutes on the pitch. I wish she would have had a little bit of a better game. It would have been nice to see her score a goal, especially because she was playing out on that wing. Uh, she didn't get it and was the first sub, but oh well. I think and I hope that her form will pick up, but it was nice that she got minutes. Uh, still sort of looking to see Alexa Newfield and Megan Kelly. Sydney and I have been talking about this, um, and both those, both those girls are pretty good. They were able to do things at you know, their previous club. And hopefully they'll get some minutes. Obviously, you know, we, we trust Laura Hardy to definitely be making the right decisions and doing the right things. And like my pet key, you know, play the players who are earning the spots in practice. But it'd be cool to definitely see some new faces. Uh, EJ Proctor also made the bench, which is really, really cool. Uh, considering she's a, a practice player, you know, those practice players, her, Kendall Johnson, and I think a couple other folks, uh, they don't make any money from the club, like, at all. They don't get paid, which is really unfortunate and kind of ridiculous, but, you know, that's not on the club. That's on the NWSL rules, but, you know, they're they're free laborers, so it's... Uh, I was talking briefly to EJ's mom on Twitter, and so it's cool for her to get one paycheck, <laughs> um, you know, considering that those folks are hanging around the team for free. Um, so that's, that's real cool. Um, Elise Torsness also got in the game after being injured for a bit. So that was good to see. It'll be interesting to see if her form can pick up. 
Her form has definitely not been at the level that we saw when she was playing in other leagues because uh, she is a downright amazing goal scorer. Hopefully that will pick up and we'll see more of that. Um, in terms of the women's national team, that stuff is coming up here pretty soon. On Thursday, so that game's on Thursday at Rio Tinto, be there, be square. Uh, Abby Smith, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Amy Rodriguez will hopefully all get minutes. I think this is Abby Smith's second call-up. I should have done more research before we did the show, looked into things a bit more. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's her second call-up, so that's cool. Uh, I really hope she proves me wrong, because like I said, Trey and I were talking about that, and Trey burned me pretty bad. Um for some comments I made about Abby, and I hope that Abby definitely proves me wrong. I like Abby a lot. Um, also, A-Rod, who I think she's been called up, but maybe has not gotten minutes due to pregnancy and ACL injury. Since I want to say 2014, I should check. I should really check all these things instead of going on the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure it's the first time that she'll be making appearances if she gets minutes since 2014. So that'll be really cool. Uh, so way to go, Amy. Hope you get some goals, do some stuff. Um, other players are out on um, international absences. Uh, you know, uh, Corsi with the Scottish national team, Desi, Diana with um, the Canadian national team, Gunny, um, and then obviously some other folks. So hopefully they'll do well. Um, be nice to see. It's nice to see folks from our organization representing around the world. Uh, you know, because when it's with RFO, we make a big deal of that, like, oh, you know, I guess with Nick, with Nick, we get kind of accustomed to him getting called up. But like when Beckerman was getting called up, uh, obviously that was sort of, you know, expected. Uh, but to see like Danny get called up uh, like a window back, that was cool and we made a big deal out of it. And so we should probably make just the biggest deal of it for the girls because that's pretty awesome that um, they're doing that stuff. And so we'll be there to support them. Um, on the note, uh, of that, uh, because the international break, I don't know if we'll do a podcast next week. We may, we may not probably just talk about the international games. Uh, we'll see what's up. Sorry again. This is sort of all over the place, uh, in terms of the way that this is being recorded. Um, so as far as a scouting report, obviously the next game is against the North Carolina Courage. North Carolina Courage are obviously the best team in the league by a long shot. Very, very fantastic team. Our road trip is halfway over. Um, this NC Courage game is going to be a very, very tough game on the road. Uh, we got the draw. We got the draw last time we were there. So that was pretty exceptional. Hopefully we can replicate that form. Um, but we'll see exactly what happens because who knows? We'll have to play really tight defense because McDonald and Dunn, uh, Jessica McDonald and Crystal Dunn up there are just some incredibly attacking threats and really know how to get things done. Um, additionally, there's the drama with Janelle Hinkle. It was made clear, um, a few days ago that the reason that she refused to come into the U S women's national team, um, was because of like the gay pride jerseys. And so she just disagreed with that politically and religiously. So like, whatever, she's been getting booed a lot. It'll be interesting to see if that happens again. Um, but anyways, that's causing a lot of drama. 
um, hopefully we can pick up a point. I think that a point against North Carolina would be perfectly um, acceptable, and I think Laura Harvey would be happy with that, as would a lot of us. Um, so that's the match recap. That game is on the 16th, so we have a little bit of time till the next game. Um, World Cup is coming up. Hope you're getting hyped with us. Um, so that's just some stuff to talk about. Hopefully that wasn't too awkward. Uh, next podcast, uh, Cindy and Ryan will definitely be back, so it'll be a lot more enjoyable for y'all. Anyways, um, here are faces of a fan base. I hope you really enjoy these. These were awesome to do. Hit me up. I want to do more of them, and I want to talk to more folks. Uh, pretty incredible to hear the stories of these two fans who both live out of state and have some really interesting connections to the Royals. Uh, so without further ado, here is Brittany, and followed by that will be Josh. I guess first and foremost, so you're from New Jersey, right? I am, yes. I'm from uh, Morris County, New Jersey. Wow. So why the Utah Royals? So um, I'm a really big Kelly O'Hara fan. Um, I have been for a while. Um, And, you know, when she got traded, it was kind of like I was more like upset than anything. But then I saw what the Utah Royals were doing. And, you know, like they're setting the standard for the league and they're just doing everything right. And, you know, it's hard not to back a team like that. Um, And I was always an FC Kansas City fan as well. So when they got bought, it was kind of just, you know, the move over was uh, fairly easy. Um, I I just love everything that Deloitte Hansen is doing. And I, I find it just amazing that he's treating them, you know, like equals. Oh, it's incredible. It's so cool. It's so cool. You know, I had a discussion with Lola Bonta about that, and it's like, we're finally being treated like the men are. And it's about time, but it's finally happening. So it's cool to see that happen. Um, So from the Royals as a fan base, and I know I've interacted with you on Twitter before, and I know that, you know, you talk to court people, and I think, was it Rick who hooked you up with some gear? Um, yeah, it was Rick. It was Rick and Christina. Um, and they've been just so welcoming to me. You know, um, they said you have a place to stay when I come out to Utah and I'm trying to, ne- um, you know, sometime this season, I, I need to go to a home game. Uh, I want to, I want to be at the riot so badly. Um, but I am excited when they come here to New Jersey, I'm going to be repping my Royals gear. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're just so glad to have you aboard. Um, so were you a Sky Blue fan then originally, I guess? Because that's sort of in your neck of the woods. And It is, and I still them. consider myself, you know, a Sky Blue fan. Um, you know, obviously the Royals are, I just like what they're doing more. Sky Blue is just, you know, there's just something going on with them. Um, and it's not because they're losing. It's just, it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like just the atmosphere is different. And it's not just because of even just Kelly. It's just like, I don't know, like all the, like the, I, it's just it's just weird now. So um, I still go to the games because I want to support the league. Number one, you know that's basically what uh, that's my main concern right now is just supporting the league. And, and if it's going to Sky Blue games, that it's what I got to do. It's what I got to do. But um, you know, the Royals are my number one priority, <laughs> my number one team right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and that's one of the cool things that's so cool about the NWSL. And I don't know if it's because the league itself is sort of so fragile, but there is 
like a camaraderie between the fan bases that you don't see in definitely not Europe, but you know, not really in MLS either. So that's so cool. And it's just so awesome to, you know, be able to get to know you and have you aboard, aboard the train. Well, thanks. You know, I really appreciate that. And you were right about the camaraderie, you know, I mean, some of the best people I've met, you know, are, you know, were NWSL fans. And it's so funny because um, last season, you know, I was on, I, I'm in a cloud nine and um, we would go up to like Washington and Boston and, you know, we would hang out with the, um, oh my God, the Spirit Squadron and the Armada and we would just have like tailgates and everything. And it was just a lot of fun. But as soon as, as soon as the game started, we were having enemies and the game ended and we were friends again. So it's just like that, you know, it's Woso. Like that's just, it's just Woso is like a big community. And it's a big family. And it's, uh, I'm lucky to be a part of it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so another question is, so we yeah. recently had Taylor Lytle on the podcast. And so oh, she was, Taylor. yeah. So she <laughs> has unfortunately not got nearly as much playing time as I feel a lot of people have hoped or wanted to see, at least me, um, but if she, she gets some playing time, you obviously, you know, Sky Blue being her old team and you being in that neck of the woods, what do you think Royals fans can expect to see from Taylor Lytle? You know, Taylor is really dominant in the midfield. Um, you know, you saw that with Sky Blue last year. You know, she was like her and Rocky and Sarah Killian were, and even Nikki Stanton, they were just like the rocks of the midfield. She's really good on possession. You know, she's a smart player. She makes smart decisions. Uh, she's really also a playmaker. A lot of the plays, you know, to Sam Kerr last year started from Taylor Lytle. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I was nervous about when she got traded. I, I wanted her to um, get playing time. And, you know, I don't know if it's just she doesn't fit right now into, like, uh, Laura Harvey's, you know, plans. I not, you know, plans right now. But I hope to see her uh, get more playing time in the future because she really is, like, a she really, she's a dominant player, and I, you know, I, I think the Royals are really lucky to have her. For sure. For sure. All right, so the last question to close out with is, so, obviously, Lucas Mueller, who's with RSL Soapbox, uh, happened to be visiting family uh, during the time of the North Carolina Courage game. And yeah. there were a few fans, you being the only one I know, who made the trek. It was an eight-hour drive, is that right? Yeah, it was um, from New Jersey to North Carolina, especially Cary. It was about an eight-and-a-half-hour drive, depending wow. how fast you drove. <laughs> wow. Wow. What was that like? You know, it was it was a lot of fun, actually. Um I know I was there, but I did it by myself, but, um, it was, I don't know. I had a good time with it. I love, I really like driving. So it was a good trip. It was completely 100% worth it. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, like, I, I, I don't know. It was just so great to see them finally in person and, you know, see them on the field. Cause TV is great, but, you know, seeing it in person and seeing, you know, it's, it was a lot faster in person. Like, you know, just seeing like Gunny in person and, you know, Becky Sauerbrunn and her amazingness in person. <laughs> like, it's just, it, there's, it was 100% worth it. The 16 hour drive was just, I, I, I didn't even feel it, honestly, just because I was so, I was riding a high on the way home. So I, I drove straight through. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great though. You know, I met my, my, one of my friends lives in North Carolina. So, um, 
you know, we met at the game and everything and, you know, we had a great time and everybody loved my Kelly fathead, which I appreciate. So oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Such a cool fathead. I know yeah. I wanted to sign it, but I kind of got nervous. So <laughs> oh, did you talk to any of the players? Yeah, no, I, I talked to Kelly. Um, I talked to Becky Sauerbrunn, uh, at A-Rod, um, who else? And Laura Harvey, you know, oh, which was really cool. Um, that was a lot. That was really cool. I always liked her uh, style of coaching, even when she was on Seattle. She always gave Sky Blue a really hard time. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, as soon as that's, that was another reason why, you know, I was kind of like leaning towards more of the Royals because as soon as I found out that she was going to be the coach, it was kind of like a no brainer at that point. I was like, oh, if they got Laura Harvey, everybody else watch out. Like, you know, this team's going to do something big. And they started off slow, but I think, you know, they're a new team. Uh, even though most of the players are from FC Kansas City, I think that they just uh, need to lock down the chemistry. And then after that, I think it's, you know, everybody else should just be should be nervous when the Royals come. For sure. For sure. Thanks so much for being on. Um, as we close out, are there anything or is there anything that you just want to tell listeners about yourself or about the Royals or just anything, anything you want to close with? Um, I think it's just, uh, you know, I really hope that the attendance, I'm, I was kind of like nervous about the attendance drop, but I think that, you know, um, it'll get better as the season goes on. Um, I just don't want anybody not to come cause you know, they're losing or tying or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. hundred percent. Yeah. So that would just be my message is support them 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if Brittany can drive eight and a half hours across multiple states, y'all, you know, we can turn out for a weekend. Exactly. And I'll be there next season when I go to the University of Utah. So, Oh, you're coming to the U. Yeah, I actually got accepted, like, before the team got announced. So, like, oh, that's I got fantastic. accepted. And, um, yeah, I got accepted in October, and I kind of deferred my uh, my acceptance till next spring. But, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming to the University of Utah. Um, they have a really good athletic training program, and... I uh I want to be there. So Oh, that is fantastic. So we'll be seeing yep. you around then. Yeah, next season. Ho- I mean, hopefully, you know, if everything works out with like money-wise. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. All righty. Thank you so much, Brittany. Oh, thank you. I'm with Josh, who is a Royals fan from Maine. Uh we'll get right into it. So, what does soccer mean to you, Josh? What's your soccer story? Uh, soccer is uh, one of my favorite things right now. It has been for a long, I mean, it, it's been a part of my life for a long time. Uh, I played youth soccer for probably three or four years when I was younger, first in New Jersey and then in New Mexico. Um, so uh, I've played it. Uh, I followed it in the background for a number of years. But, uh, you know, a few years ago, um, this was probably 2011, I think is when, when this started. Um, I, <laughs> I came to a, a, a point in my life where I had to stop following American football, um, for a variety of, of, of both social and physical reasons. Uh, that type of football no longer appealed to me and I just couldn't support it anymore. Um, and it kind of left a little bit of a sports void in my life. You know, not that everybody has one of those or needs to fill that kind of void, but I was, 
looking for, you know, a, a sport to follow with the same vigor that I had sort of play fantasy leagues or to, you know, just get, get a little bit further into a sport. Um, and I had, I just never had really considered following uh, European football. I started following, uh, uh, around the time that Swansea City was making their run to win the League Cup um, in about 2011-2012. Um, and so they became a Premier League team that I followed a lot, um, and that led me into following soccer in general, uh, following a little bit of MLS and then a little bit more every year, and then just sort of uh, you know following all the leagues on a really surface level and just getting in-depth in the certain teams. Um, so, the, you know, in general, soccer has always been been sort of part of my life, but it, 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 it has, you know, it's always held a great deal of appeal for me. Uh, and, you know, being able to focus in on it a little bit more has been kind of a joy. Uh, I find, uh, I find obviously, you know, they call it the beautiful game for a reason. Uh, but the, you know, the, the quality of, of analysis and, and, the fan involvement um, and the ability to be a little bit closer to your teams uh, in a lot of cases has always felt like a uh, something in football that uh, or soccer that <laughs> that that it, it has it, it has a lot of advantages over some other leagues that have loftier sort of you know have have a greater distance <laughs> from the fans. I feel like. There's a tradition in football and in soccer of clubs being a little bit more tied into the community, um, and you know that's that's interesting and fun to see, and it's the kind of sport that I would want to support. So that's kind of my soccer story. Dig it, dig it. So you're in Maine. Why yep. a team from Utah? That's the, that's the fun part of the story. Um, I'm a debate coach, as you and I have discussed. Um, uh, and uh, a couple years ago, my, my wife and I coached the team, and we traveled out to one of the national tournaments, National Speech and Debate Association tournaments. Um, it was the full national tournament. It's something like 7,000 competitors. Uh, and this was 2016, and it just happened to be in Salt Lake City that year. Um, and the minute that we landed, I was like, I, I can't believe I've never been here before. I don't ever want to leave. I love this place. And, uh, you know, it felt like, like very much a combination of the things that I love. Like I grew up in New Mexico, so I still very much love the mountain West. Uh, that still very much feels like home, even though I live after that in Houston for 14 years. Um, and now I've been here in Maine for uh, you know, another 15 or 16 years. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, the mountains, uh, plus the combination of, of, uh, you know, things to do in, in Salt Lake, just, you know, there's, there's the outdoorsy stuff, which doesn't appeal to me that much, which is, uh, you know, which is weird that I'm in Maine because of that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, you know, but there is, you know, there's such gorgeous scenery, uh, in Salt Lake and, uh, and the combination of that and sort of my nostalgia for the mountains and the fact that there is so much going on in Salt Lake, there's, there's sort of this, you know, progressive, uh, youth movement, you know, there's a lot of interesting art, there's a lot of interesting, great food and breweries. It felt like all the great things I love about cities and the reasons that I'd love to live in cities when I do, um, 
combined with this gorgeous scenery. And then there's the university area, which is also lovely. Uh, there's the museum, you know, natural history. So the whole area just kind of took me by surprise and I fell in love with it. I was like, you know what? I don't have an MLS team that I root for yet. Um, so let's make it Real Salt Lake. And so that became <laughs> the reason that became my connection to Utah in a lot of ways. Um, but I just started following RSL at that point. And then, uh, you know, from there, it was just a natural transition when I found out, you know, that unfortunately for the folks in Kansas City that the uh, team was leaving, but they were relocating over to Utah. And there was this sort of world-class facility being built. And uh, there were some great players coming over, including Becky Sauerbrunn and Desiree Scott, Diana Matheson from the Canadian team. I was like, this is, this is feeling good. So, uh, you know, it was a natural transition for me to be a fan. So that's kind of my story. And then, you know, my daughters, at the time that the NWSL was becoming a little bit more popular, a little bit more widely covered, it's still not nearly as covered as it should be. My, I, you know, I was following my, my Premier League team, and I, you know, I encouraged my daughters. I was like, why don't you get into soccer? I mean, you know, they're going to get into whatever they want to, and they mm -hmm. may or may not ever become as big a soccer fan as that. But they each picked teams. Um, uh, you know, Althea picked the Portland Thorns, and <laughs> and my older daughter Maya picked the uh, Orlando Pride, and so they follow those teams. Um, and then you know, now I'm a Royals fan, so we have just natural rivalry days here in the house. You know, it's it's not it's not geography related, but you know, we put on our you know. I'll put on my Gunny jersey, and Maya will put on her Orlando Pride jersey, and, uh, and and we'll just you know scowl at each other for a couple hours every every time the two teams play. So it's just been a you know it's a nice it, it, it's just been nice to encourage them. You know I don't necessarily need them to follow soccer, but they love badass women for obvious reasons. And so, you know, they should, you know, the, this is, this is a place where you can see a lot of badass women doing a lot of badass things, uh, on a weekly basis, sometimes more than that for a good number of months of the year. Um, you know, so, uh, to celebrate athletic excellence, um, we get a little rivalry out of it and, uh, and it's fun for us as a family. I love it, man. I love it. That is genuinely such a cool story. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, question. So have you been to Salt Lake since the uh, NSDA Nats? Unfortunately, no. No. It's <laughs> no. no, I'm I'm hoping that that's a place that, that we'll get back to soon. Um, you know, I don't really have any family in New Mexico anymore. Um, so if I'm going to travel out west, I'm going to go, you know, I would probably go somewhere else. Um and I would love to come back to Salt Lake City. You know, uh, uh, the Riot looks like an amazing stadium, mm -hmm. and I would love to see. I would, I would love to be there. It probably isn't going to happen this year, but but you know, I'd love to come down there, come out there. Uh, you know, on a just time it for a week where I could see RSL and the Royals play. You know, in the same week or weekend. Um, you know, <laughs> that'd be just, brilliant. Be that would brilliant. be that would be a great you know that would be a great time, and then you know we could. Uh, Good on memory lane from that tournament, too. That was just a good time. Yeah. So. Well, you know, uh, Nats are, I think they're going to be in Salt Lake again sometime in the next two to three years. So oh, hopefully okay. that'll overlap because they... Can I book tickets? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is during the summer, you know, so yeah. uh, depending on the vagaries of the travel schedule, I guess that would, that would 
depend you know depend on when when RSL and, and the Royals are there. But I bet I could at least see one of them. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's the Royals. You know, the team is just uh, they 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 do such a good job of. You know the the fans and the team have this true love affair that is you know I think you can only you know it's it's the early stages and you're building a team from scratch you know this is the kind of time where you have that you know before before everybody reaches their cynical teenage years I guess of fandom they, this true <laughs> true love and everybody's just everybody's in it for each other you know you have a boss you get together you get past it you go on to the next game and the next and the next thing so it's just it's great to see the love affair between the fans and the team it's great to see the uh, you know the videos of, of laura harvey out there taking pictures with the fans of all the players taking pictures with the fans and uh yeah it's it's just it's you know it feels like it, it feels like feeling home in a lot of ways so that's awesome that's awesome all right, Josh, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, maybe one thing. Um, well, maybe a couple things. Let me think about this. Um, the one thing is I, I, there's, uh, there's a woman who uh, covers uh, the NWSL for, or at least follows it avidly. She is a journalist. I don't know if she's covering NWSL full-time, but her name is Meg Linehan. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh, she has a collection of, uh, Laura Harvey reaction gifts that y'all should get, uh, in front of, cause it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, the coaches is, is, is just really, uh, she's, she's just really enthusiastic and emotional and does not, you know, she, she wears her emotions right out there and, and her reactions are absolutely priceless on the sidelines. Something you wouldn't see is, you know, for obvious reasons, you're covering the game, you know, so mm-hmm. the camera's on the action. Um, but, you know, occasionally Meg Linehan will just capture a Laura Harvey reaction and it's, it's perfect. I emailed them to myself so I can have easy access to them whenever I need to express exasperation with something online, which is a lot. So, you know, the, I am the, getting the, on this train. Okay, yeah, get on the, it's, uh, I think her handle is at it's Meg Linehan, L-I-N-E-H-A-N, uh, and uh, so, yeah, you can find, there's some other reactions in there, too, but there's, like, a series of Laura Harvey reactions you should have. Um, I think the other thing is that watching the quality of football that the Royals play, like, I think there's, you know, there's... I know Laura Harvey has has some history. She's got a you know she's got a cup under her belt in the NWSL and everything. But it really is it's it's pretty great to watch. Um, my team in the Premier League has gone from one of the examples of pretty football to the one of the worst examples of turgid five at the back <laughs> passing around the fullbacks football, and they got relegated this year. So that's what you get <laughs> for, for doing that. Um, and for not recruiting well in the summer. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But watching the Royals is a nice break from that. It really feels like that, you know, there's great interplay on the on the sides that, you know, um the you know the even just even the times when they're a little bit more direct, like that very first goal for Matheson to Gunny to start the year, like three minutes in, that was just beautiful to watch because that was a quality strike and 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 you know, that's perfect cross and great athleticism on Gunny's part to actually get on that one too. So, you know, watching watching this team is is kind of a joy. And I've watched um plenty of other teams MLS uh in 
various uh, in in all four tier four top tiers in the football league in England um, play just mind blowingly boring football. Um, we have something fairly special, and uh, and it's and it's nice to see. And uh, and you know, I just let's let's keep the fans coming out because it it deserves to be rewarded with as many people who can pack the stands as possible. <laughs> 